podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! You are the most fearless warrior I have ever seen. But you will learn to be loyal without the loyalty between us. We are no better than the beasts at our door. are the immortal den vampire and lichen one born into privilege sonia you risk too much for a father to ignore the other bred for slavery lucian you are a credit to your race but all that is about to change sonia if i were to leave would you come with me my father would hunt you down i've lived by their rules my entire life i've protected them Envied them. And for what? Treated like an animal. We can be slaves! Or we can be... Lightons! podcast from parts unknown a strange journey through the depths of netflix it's anthony lewis and glenn bovane we're back to talk another random netflix movie uh, this time the god what is this the 2009 american action it says horror film but i don't know if we can really trust that underworld rise of the lichens which is if i'm not mistaken the third underworld movie but it is a prequel to the first movie Yes. Okay. Uh, this is starring, and this goes to show you how far down on the list the lead actress in this movie was, because according to this, the top build star of this movie is Kate Beckinsale, who only appears in the last minute of this movie. And it's footage from, I think it's the opening of the first movie. Yes. Well, no, according to this, according to this, she does appear in new footage or something in this movie 
for like uh, 10 seconds or something but okay i guess because like the first movie like the first movie begins with her jumping down from that ledge so i guess well that's not new yeah i don't know i guess that's fair i guess you do just see her jump off you don't see the back i don't know yeah uh kate beckinsale michael sheen and bill nighy are the uh the leads for this one and uh okay so (laughs) the story of this for what little story there really is is uh this is the the story of lucian played by michael sheen he is the first werewolf born capable of taking human form uh aka a lichen victor played by Anai, he's the an old vampire who raises this child envisioning a race of lichen slaves guarding the coven's fortress during the day and working as laborers for the vampires at night and uh rona uh rona mitra plays sonia was victor's daughter and lucian and sonia grow up together they fall in love it's your typical you know romeo and juliet type situation with the kind of warring factions uh, forbidden love all of that stuff and Victor finds out, wants to stop this unholy union, uh, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Uh, and it leads into the, I guess it leads into the first Underworld movie. But I don't know, Glenn, how about you tell me what you thought about this? Because I've got some thoughts and feelings about it, too. And they've kind of varied since I started watching the movie to when I completed it to now when we were talking about it. My my thoughts and feelings have evolved over time with this one so well the movie is incredibly easy to make fun of yes (laughs) uh, um one thing i mean i guess i could say some positives love bill nye in it he is hamming it up oh my god yes and i'm here for it Mm -hmm. and he's just like that in the first underworld movie yeah and to a certain degree so is michael sheen because i don't know if you've ever seen any of the underworld movies that i have not all but the last one i think uh they're not good (laughs) Uh, but you know, they're, you know, they're a lot, I think they're a lot more fun than this one. I forgot how boring this one was. Yeah. Um, like for a movie, it's supposed to be about like rising up against your masters and Mm -hmm. a prison break. Um, man, War of the Planet of the Apes nailed it way better than this. Oh (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar story in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, and a much better movie. Uh, so just go watch War of the Planet of the Apes if you're craving a prison break and the rising up uh, against and, your masters. Yes, yeah, and interspecies mingling. Um, mm-hmm. Much, much better. <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, worlds better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's really about it. I mean, it's not that I dislike Michael Sheen. I actually thought him and Sonia had somewhat okay chemistry. It's just. Mm-hmm. You could tell that Rodemitra was having a hard time talking with those teeth. Yeah. Um, because I, I just I imagine they had to have like a washcloth for them because they would just be drooling constantly. Oh yeah. Whereas Bill Nye is just drooling and it's fine. Oh yeah, uh, it works for him. He makes it. He makes it work. Uh, he yeah. 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 So it's just I wish everyone was on his level, I guess, because I want to say that Michael Sheen's a little more hammy in the first Underworld movie, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know anything about the behind the scenes of Underworld. It's no. a weird uh, 
I guess, a very modern uh, type of relationship. So Michael Sheen is in it. Um, at the time, he had a child with Kate Beckinsale. Okay. She left him during filming for the director of the Underworld movie. Wow. Who's also, yeah, who's very prominent in all these Underworld movies as a producer, writer, and director. Yeah. In many aspects. So the fact that... <laughs> apparently they all got along, but, you know, now uh, Kate Beckinsale and that director, they, I guess they got divorced a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that guy's ex-girlfriend's husband is directing you in a solo movie that you have. So weird. It's, yeah, it, it's a little strange behind this. It's, yeah, it's like inverted Fleetwood Mac, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I so, wouldn't have thought of that, but yes, yes, like that. So the fact that they've banged out four of these or five of these, however many, I think there's five, for mm-hmm. the sake of money. And, I mean, they all seem to generally get along, I guess, for the time, you know, besides the last divorce with Kate Beckett. So I know Kate mm-hmm. Beckett and Michael Sheen are supposedly very good friends. Yeah. Um, still. Uh, and also, I mean, we could just get into the bad. I mean, the werewolves look terrible. Oh, um, man. Yes. <laughs> and it's just the movie's so dark. It's so hard to see half the time. Um, you don't even really see the vampires be vampires to like the very end when he's drinking blood from the goblet and whenever he bites his daughter's throat, uh, yeah, no one else is really being a vampire. Nobody is. And it's almost like the people, like some of the other communities that come to the fortress or whatever to deal with them, like don't even realize they're vampires or something until like the very end. Yeah. They just know they're they're like protectors. They're stronger. Yeah. Pure blood type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And it, it's like, so where's all this blood come from? I'm assuming from the slaves that they've been bringing up as tribute, I guess half of them get eaten by werewolves and turned into slaves or in the other half get turned into vamp, vamp food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the world building is kind of terrible because there's like, there's some interesting ideas, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's like they don't explore those. Yeah. And I just, I had so many questions. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot to this movie. I mean, what do you think of someone who's uninitiated in the underworld? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, at first, at first I was 10 minutes into this movie and I was so incredibly bored out of my mind. And then I eventually pushed through it and watched the whole thing. And when it was over, I'm like, okay, well, that really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, especially from the, from the, you know, the first 10 minutes or so. And there's a, there was maybe a few days that have passed since I watched it. And since we were, you know, now that we were recording this and you hit the nail on the head early on with your, I guess your one major point of praise of this movie. And it's also my one major point of praise, which is Bill Nighy's performance in this movie. There is no scenery in this movie because he's chewed it all up. Uh, He just was the hammiest ham that ever hammed. It was ridiculous. And he was an absolute joy to watch in this movie. Like he's he, just like it in the first Underworld. Movie yes, too, yeah. Like by the way, he so. knows he knows exactly <laughs> what he's in. He knows what he's doing, 
and he is having a blast. And when I think back on the movie, that's what I'm remembering. The rest of it is very dull and boring and not in like a fun way for me. Not in like a, oh man, I can just laugh at this shit all day long. Like it was, it was just competently done enough to where it's not fun to do that. It's just kind of there. It's very basic. The visual effects are very much of, you know, not that like visual effects from 2009 can't look good now. They can. It's just Avatar come out in 2009. Yeah. Like you need high tier visual effects. And this is like middle tier visual effects for 2009, which means it doesn't hold up particularly well. And it's, it's dark a lot of the time. And the, the story itself was, you know, I don't know, very, very much. You just know how that. it's going to end too, right? Yeah. I mean, I know you haven't seen that. I mean, I knew it was going to end because it's like, well, both of these dudes are alive in the first underworld move. Yeah. I mean, uh, I had a general, I had a general idea. Well, I, I've never seen the underworld movies, but when they killed Victor, I'm like, well, there's no way that guy is staying dead. He's like the best thing in this movie. And I think everybody knows <laughs> it. And then he wasn't <laughs> yeah. dead uh, at the end. And I'm like, well, well there, uh, I'll say this. This movie was made for people who like the underworld movies. This was not, you would think that maybe a prequel would be something that would try to bring somebody into the world, but it kind of, it felt like it never really did to me. Like it felt like this movie was like, okay, you're watching this movie because you've already seen the other underworld movies and you know, the world, you know what's going on, you know who this is, you know who that is. And there was a little bit of explaining at the beginning, but not much. I don't know. It played to me more like this was made for people who like the other movies. And it didn't really feel like an entering, like an, an enter point for the underworld movies. Like when this was done, I mean, this wasn't a good movie anyway, but it wasn't like I want to see the other underworld movies. And I have heard I I maybe not exactly like what you were saying cuz you were saying they're more fun than this but it's not like they're actually good but I've heard people say that the the other underworld movies were a lot of fun so or maybe at least the first or second one so I thought you know maybe this will be fun. fun yeah I thought maybe this will be fun but it kind of wasn't fun <laughs> it was sort of just there uh yeah just yeah blah, just there Glenn I don't know if there's any yeah. more to say. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in theaters, so I haven't seen it since. Uh, what's the story yeah. on that one? How did that happen? Uh, I mean, look, I was 2009. I would have been a senior in high school. Yeah. Uh, all my friends are love all the Underworld movies and zombies mm-hmm. and vampires and Blade's badass. So it's sure. just like one of those, like, all my friends are into that kind of shit. So it's like, yeah, well, I'll go see it. I've seen. This felt like a can't miss. So- yeah. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't so much that. It was just, okay. I've seen the other two. Yeah, I might as well see this one. Um, I like Michael Sheen as an actor. I had seen him in other things by that time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't go wrong with Bill Nighy hamming it up. So, oh, man. Yeah, he's tremendous. Um, he's, he's great in the first one. You know, I love him in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, too. Oh, so, man. But, yes, as uh, Davy Jones. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll watch it. But I just remember, like, the, I had told you the only things I remembered was um, 
Bill Nye and the the weird but non erotic sex scene. Because <laughs> uh, I just remember yeah. him holding hit the top half of his body. Yes. Arms spread out and mm-hmm. just you know while she's riding on top of him, him hanging off a cliff. I just remember that and being like, "What?" First of all, I was very confused as to where this was taking place location-wise. Yes. Um, because they're always going through tunnels to meet up with each other. So how yes. the hell do they end up above ground, mm-hmm. first of all? Um, yeah, and then the other thing was uh, I felt bad for Rona Mitra because it's, it's like they try to make her discount Kate Beckinsale for this. Yes. I thought she was Kate Beckinsale for a minute. Cause I knew she was in these underworld movies and I'm like, is that Kate Beckinsale? No. Nah, also, they change her contacts halfway through the movie. I noticed this go around. <laughs> did you notice that? I did. Yeah. I, I was like, why are her eyes like, Vic? it's, yeah. I think it's whenever he goes into her bedroom and I was like, why her eyes look like her dad's? <laughs> uh, cle- clearly he left his contact lenses in her uh, lens case, I guess. And by accident, she put them in in the morning. Uh, that's what I'm thinking, Glenn. Um, no, just on her first ride out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there really isn't a whole lot more to say about this thing. Um, not that much substance to it. Boy, we tried, Glenn. We... We haven't even really hit. We're gonna. This podcast is gonna be twenty minutes if we're lucky, uh, with everything put in it. But look, there's 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 not much here to this. I uh, personally, I don't know, Glenn. Uh, would you recommend this movie? And what would you give it? Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I mean, if you're a completionist and you watch Wonder in the World movie and you feel like you gotta finish them, sure. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't really add anything to like the lore. Cause like basically everything that happens in this movie, it's somewhat explained in the first one. So mm-hmm. with however many lines of exposition you got to explain this movie, yeah. uh, they just tried to stretch it out to an hour and 20 minutes. Yes. Uh, and that's basically it. Cause it's, you know, that Michael Sheen's the first lichen who could walk as a human. Yep. He loved uh, Victor's daughter, uh, she uh, he has the pendant. Yes, because that's kind of like whenever. I mean, spoiler alert: when Celine kills Michael Sheen and mm-hmm. realizes that he's not the bad guy. Yes, <laughs> he kind of explains to her that Victor's a piece of shit and always has been. Yes. Um. Then you know you you get you get most of this in the matter of like four lines in the movie. So yeah. it's just kind of funny yeah. to see something that's so flimsy and you could have, you know, you could have had something fun with it, but it's just, it's so bare bones by the numbers. that uh, it's just not very exciting. Mm-hmm. So probably like a two. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's where I landed. I gave this a two and I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a fan of the underworld movies and, you, you just you love them to death. Uh, like, if you're Jeff from Tiger King, like, this is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're trying to fall asleep, two thumbs up. Uh, this uh, this movie would have definitely put me to sleep if I tried watching it late at night. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... It's so weird, because the vampires, they don't show any of their strength. No! Like, when they all get massacred in the courtyard... Um, they're barely vampires. Some are wearing like modern day hot leather type things, mm-hmm. or everyone else has been in quote unquote traditional, you know, garb. 
So yeah, it's just it's a weird movie. It sure is. Um, also, also, when the credit started and they showed who wrote it, I was so confused because I it says Danny McBride. So I oh yes immediately had to look it up, and I was like, wait a minute. Danny McBride wrote this? And I was like, oh, no, it's the other Danny McBride who invented Underworld. Got it. Yeah, this would have been so much more interesting if it was that Danny. Like, eastbound and down Danny McBride. uh, You know, yes. Um, That would have been a much different story. Uh, (laughs) I kind of want to see that now. Give me that movie, guys. Uh, All right, so... uh, That's that movie, In the Bank. We don't recommend that you watch it. So... Kudos, we watched it for you. You don't have to now. Uh, But that means we are without a movie, so we need to go to realgood.com and their Netflix roulette machine. The rules are, as always, uh, no kid films, no documentaries, no foreign language films, comedy specials, concerts, all that stuff. No television shows, only movies. So that means we could click a few times, and I don't edit that out because that's part of the fun. So here we go. Um, documentary (laughs) and a foreign language film that looks like it's also an animated kids film. So it's like a triple threat, Glenn. So we won't watch that one. Mm. We have a movie. Holy shit. How come I didn't know this thing existed? Um, all right. So the next movie we're going to watch is, oh, this is another short one, Glenn, only an hour and 33 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. A 2016 crime thriller in which a pair of cops investigate a drug invasion stumble upon a mysterious bank vault. The cops are played by Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage. This is called Uh, The Trust. Yep. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've seen the movie title in Netflix. Okay, so that's what we're going to watch. I had no idea what it was about until just now, but I knew this was a thing. It's a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Yeah, a pair of cops investigating a drug invasion, whatever the hell that is, stumble upon a mysterious bank vault. So, yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. I can at least tell you that one of the positives is going to be that Nick Cage is hamming it up. So we already got one soundbite for the next episode. Yes, this has to be good. Okay. Um, All right. So that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, all that good stuff. Just search for Cinema Geekly. Hit subscribe. And that way you can come back next time and hear us talk about this 2016 crime thriller movie, Elijah Wood, Nicolas Cage, The Trust on another podcast from Parts Unknown.